1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as attention turns from league success to Europe for Rangers. Stephen Gerrard says they're desperate for more success after an incredible few days. Celtic's pre-contract signing of Liam Shaw is under investigation by his current club Sheffield Wednesday. And Stephen Glass emerges as one of the favourites to take over from Derek McInnes at Aberdeen. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Andy Halliday and Mark Guidi. Yeah, well, the champions of Scotland get prepared for their last 16 tie in European football tomorrow night, the first leg against Slavia Prague. For Celtic, the hunt goes on for a new manager, for a new director of football. More names getting linked by the day. And Aberdeen, Derek McInnes, the latest manager in Scotland to leave his job. And by all accounts, in the last 24 hours, Gordon, there's been a number of high-profile candidates making their interest known to Aberdeen. But is it already a done deal with Stephen Glass? Andy, quite a few days in the wonderful world of Scottish football. Yeah, not half. Uh, you know, we're three days on from from Rangers being crowned champions of the the Scottish Premier League, but it's back to business as usual in the Europa League. They're up against a Slavia Prague who looked good and knocked out Leicester, eleven points at the top of the Czech League, but Rangers will be confident they can overcome this hurdle. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That is the number you need to get in touch with the guys tonight. You can tweet as well at Clyde SSB. And after seven o'clock, we're going to be joined live in the studio. By Hibs midfielder Scott Allen It'll be good to catch up with him That's coming up between 7 and 8 So plenty of time for other topics before that Like I say 01419511025 On the phones Or Twitter At Clyde SSB I mean it's Wednesday night Mark We clearly start to Look forward if you like But it's the first time we've had your company Since the weekend When that title was eventually won There was an air of Inevitability about it But how do you reflect on The weekend? Yeah, it was um you know it was it was coming. Um I I thought actually I had a feeling that Celtic would drop points on, on Sunday and, and get it over the line for Rangers and that's what happened. Uh and it's been a terrific season for Rangers, it's been well deserved. It's been, you know, three years in the making to get to the point that they reached on, on Sunday at two o'clock to Stephen Gerrard, his staff and his players, um, first class and, and thoroughly uh, deserved and across the city it, it just hammers home the point of the rebuilding job that, that needs to be done there in terms of management uh, and getting uh, some new players in and also deciding the futures of, of guys who have a, a year to go in their deals but well deserved uh, for Rangers they are they are worthy winners and they've still got they've still got quite a bit that they'll be able to achieve can they do the double you know, can Celtic stop Rangers from doing the double can Celtic you know they won't want to go uh, a full season uh, trophyless without any silverware can Rangers get more than 100 points go unbeaten in the season and in Europe as well so there's there's plenty to be getting on with there's plenty to be, to be keeping us going for the next 10 weeks absolutely 01419511025 it's back to the Europa League tomorrow night of course that's been uh, dominating many of our midweeks on this show so let's kick off with um, a look towards that Stephen Gerrard says They are fully focused On tomorrow's clash After a weekend of celebrations He says they quickly Got back into their routine After what he's describing As an incredible few days Rangers fans How do you feel About the return of Europe tomorrow? The size of the achievements uh, And the emotions That came with that um, I think the players Deserve to, to celebrate um, They've worked ever so hard Jordan this journey Sacrificed a lot But a tremendous amount of effort in to, to get this done and get it over the line. We also, as a group, have, have had 
some criticism along the way um, and we've been down at times along the way as well so when you finally get this over the line the feeling's difficult to describe but now we're back in the routine um, spoke to the players yesterday at length and um, we had a session where we got the legs moving again um, they've had a chance to get some rest it's actually a good thing that we're going away now because we can monitor all the food and uh, the hydration levels and get them ready to, to fire once the kickoff comes but um, it's just been an incredible few days, obviously difficult to describe uh, in an interview. Is it unfair to suggest that the hydration levels might need looked at, Andy Halliday, after the weekend? <laughs> it certainly doesn't look that way, but uh, no, listen, Stephen Gerrard's bang on. I think um, it's been a long journey, not only for the club over the last 10 years, but for him and his coaching staff over the last three. There's been uh, plenty of comings and goings. He had a big rebuilding job on his hand. And, and let's face it, he, 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 was, he was under pressure. They all know that the main objectives was to, to stop 10 in a row, but after two years with no silverware, I think there was uh, there was murmurs at the start of the season that even his job and his uh, his tenure at the football club was under pressure, but the club are right to stick by him. The progress was there, and, and they got a reward mm. at the weekend. Mark, does the league success and how early it's come about does that allow a? I'm not sure a change in focus is the right question because I'm sure Rangers always wanted to win this time, no, no doubt about it. But now that there's there, there's no other distraction, does it allow a renewed focus on Europe? It certainly won't do any harm, um, Gordon. You know, so you know perhaps if. If you know Rangers were, were um, you know playing away at Aberdeen and away at Hibs or or away at Celtic this this Sunday, then Stephen Gerrard you know might have won on that if if the league's still in the balance, um, but it's not. So he can um, put out the strongest team. Well, yeah, to answer your question, Europe now becomes his priority over uh, a league game because they will feel, as as Andy said at the top of the show, it won't be easy to to, to beat Slavia Prague, but they'll feel it's definitely doable um, over the two legs. So therefore. Um, he will pick the strongest team he has available tomorrow night and next Thursday Mark do you not think that actually goes against them that they're going unbeaten for the season so it, it, maybe that will that will sort of stop uh, Stephen Gerrard making these sort of two, three, four changes before the Europa League oh, no I, what, what I mean uh, Andy is I don't think they'll lose focus but I think that European his lineup becomes his priority yeah. If the league wasn't over the line And it was a tight title race I think he would have one eye on selection With the, with the Sunday league game coming up mm-hmm. I think the league would be the priority Over over Europe Because the league is much more achievable And doable to win Than, than a European trophy is But now um, I mean put it this way If you to say to him What do you want? Do you want to get to the Europa League semi-final? Or do you want to go unbeaten in the league? I suspect he will go to mm-hmm. European semi-final Because the league's won If you, if you go unbeaten You get 100 points 106 points all the better but I think progress in Europe now that's the next challenge that's ahead of them and I think that's the that'll be the full focus you'd agree with that that's no, much, yeah, is that much more important than a, a, a points total or an unbeaten league yeah, season no I agree with Mark I think that um, I, I certainly think the main priority just now is uh, is try to go as far as possible in Europe I just feel as if maybe they you know that one defeat two defeats already in the league has happened they'd maybe go into you know the games at the weekends with maybe four five six changes with, with real freshness in mind going into Thursday but i I just feel I, I think that's a real I, I think that's a real goal that the club mm. obviously Stephen Gerrard and the players will want to achieve so I, I'm not expecting too many changes in between Right 01419511025 that is the number you need and that's the number Darren in Bailiston has dialed kick us off tonight Darren what have you got? Alright guys how you doing hope you're all doing well again Thank you um, Obviously it was a fantastic weekend I'm sure every Rangers fan in all of Glasgow enjoyed it um, obviously, as you were all saying, going on to European games tomorrow night, 
I do think it will be a bit of a tough one, obviously, after a lot of success at the weekend. I'm sure the guys will be all fired up. Hopefully they will be. Um, obviously, been on social media today as well. Uh, Kmart Roof, um, hope to be back in the squad. I would see that as being a massive boost um, for the team as well. Um, but obviously, with regards to tomorrow night, if Rangers did have to go through um, these two uh, legs, who would you roughly like to see them get in the next round? Well, now we are looking far ahead, Andy Halliday. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, I think they've got a, they've got a big hole, uh, hurdle to overcome with, with Slavia Prague right now. I, I did mention that um, before the Slavia Prague draw was made, that I would like to see Rangers being drawn against an English team. That's not to say that I feel as if you know they'll be huge favourites and um, and uh, I would expect them to go through the ties. But we'll see where Rangers are at. And like I said, you know, a hundred times, having played down in England, having friends that have played down in England, they often look down on our league and our players. And I, I you know, I stand by what I always say that, you know, our, our two main clubs in Scotland are, can more than match these teams. So I would be very, very interested to see another battle of Britain. Uh, you know, I, I, th- I thought maybe Leicester would be a good draw, but Slavia Prague beat Leicester. So it shows what type of competition they're going to be up against. Mark, is this what league success can do for you? Steven Gerrard's been saying stay humble and now we're looking at who they'll get in the next round before the ball's been kicked against Slavia Prague. I, I, I think, uh, to be honest, Dan, Dan's going a, a step a, ahead and it would be a, a brave journalist to ask um, Stephen Gerrard that question. <laughs> and I know, and Andy knows and you know, Gordon, exactly what the, the answer would be. So look, Slavia Prague is the tie in hand. There is no point in looking further ahead because you can't guarantee who's going to go through in the Rangers tie or in any of the other uh, seven ties that, that are taking place. But if Rangers do happen to be good enough to get into the the uh, the last eight uh, draw, a, a week on Friday or a week on Monday, uh, whenever it is, then uh, you know Stephen Gerrard will, will take whoever he gets. But I agree with Andy, if there was you know other um, uh, English teams still involved uh, in the tournament, along with Rangers, then I think a battle of Britain a t- tie would be absolutely brilliant. Darren, how much of a priority does Europe become now that the league is wrapped up I'm sure if Rangers had you know six league games left and it was going to be nip and tuck that would be by far the priority but now that that's not the case how do you feel about European competition? Well I'll be honest with you I think European competition now is important obviously because of the position that Rangers are in at the present moment um, obviously with regard to the league as you're saying obviously yes it's all wrapped up now Um in my opinion, I think the only thing Rangers can go for in the league is just to keep on going unbeaten, which obviously that can that can be achieved. And it would be a great achievement if they can do that. It'd be, it'd be great mm-hmm. for Steven Gerrard as well. But you're, is Europe more important than that, though? Um, at this point, now, since the league is wrapped up, it is the next important thing because it's a massive competition. And obviously, I know, as you, I know obviously I'm not wanting to look too far ahead. Also, they've got these two legs to go, but... Um, it's definitely the next important step for Rangers and for them to obviously still be the only Scottish team in Europe and hopefully even get further than they Mm -hmm. did last season then by all means it's right there for them they just need to go and do it and I do believe they can do it and as I said it'd be great for Scottish football if they can go all the way but we need to start off with tomorrow first Yeah absolutely Let's hear a bit more from Stephen Gerrard Who says they're desperate for more success After the title win He says they'll need to be at the very top of their game though To beat Slavia Prague tomorrow I think the weekends gave us That feel for success And that hunger and that feeling If I know these players as well as I think I know them They'll want more um, They want to go and build on what we've achieved 
we, we've spoke about it and discussed it at length yesterday. It'd be really interesting to see what level of performance we can find. They trained well yesterday. They were in the zone. They were focused. We've got another session today with preparation and game plan, ready for tomorrow. And um, it's a game that we're all looking forward to. I think Slavia's performance over both legs was extremely strong. Uh, Leicester are a very good team with a good coach who have so far had an excellent season. So... Instantly, it made you well aware of the size of the challenge that we're going to face. This is a team who's going extremely well domestically. As, as I say before, we, we've got major respect for the opposition, for the players, for the coach. As far as we're concerned, we know that we have to be at our maximum in terms of our performance to get this job done. When you get the title over the line like that, Andy, does that breed a confidence that you can take into Europe? Or can it sometimes subconsciously send a message across that, that the season's done or, or the, the priorities done what does Stephen Gerrard have to do to make sure that that doesn't set in well Gordon I was I mean I was waxing lyrical at the weekend about how I feel this Rangers team's improved and not only just the quality I, I mentioned that the main shift for me was mentality this is a real test of that so they've went and they've wrapped up the league title and, and obviously be a big European tie in uh, Thursday night can they flip that switch and just get back on after the celebrations at the weekend can they get back on that horse and then try and Go as far as they can in European uh, competition. Obviously, made last sixteen last last year. Came up against a good Bayer Leverkusen side, but it feels as if the squad's improved. So, yeah, I mean, I mentioned how much I feel as if mentality's been a big difference, and, and it'll be a real test of that on Thursday. Do you think over the season, Mark Rangers' European form and and league form have sort of fed into each other? If you like, you know, by going away and, and putting in good European performances, that has then brought about a relentlessness in the league. Can it now work in reverse where the, the, the league success gives you that, that air of confidence that you can take into Europe? You've got a, I think you've got a point there, um, Gordon. I mean, I think if if there's been a, a dip in Rangers' performances this season and, and one or two results, it's actually come um, December, January, February when they've not had the, the European mm-hmm. football. So I think they've actually enjoyed the, the, the rhythm of the Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday it's kept them going Sometimes More often than not You actually find that That it affects your Your league form If you're putting out Your strongest available team And a Thursday night A lot of teams tend to drop points uh, In the Sunday But that's not happened with, with Rangers So I think they'll be absolutely uh, Delighted to try and get back Into that uh, rhythm again There's no game This weekend So they've got a free Weekend to prepare For next Thursday's um, Second leg And then of course They've got the game against Celtic At Celtic Park A week on Sunday But no They'll I think Stephen Gerrard And his players Thoroughly enjoy the the full on schedule well, Let's thank Darren and Bailison And we'll bring in David and Pollock David how does it feel to be Able to solely focus on this European tie And, and not worry what's around the corner in the league I think it's very important now um, You see the hunger for the Rangers When they're playing in Europe And they just look like a totally different animal Andy kind of made my point Regarding we're being kind of judged for English teams But we're beating teams that English teams couldn't beat So I think we'll get a really good chance. Well, do you think Rangers are being underestimated in Europe? Is that what you're saying? I, I feel certain English teams, certain English fans are just making really invalid points. Yeah, I'm. Al- it's always a. I'm always a bit conflicted with that one, Mark. Because at the same time, I don't really care what other people think of us up here. That, you know, why would you sort of thing? Um, but then when the opportunity arises, it's nice to maybe uh, prove a point. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, that's if, if there was a. To be a, a battle of uh, Britain on the on the horizon, then of course you know, it's a chance to put down um, a marker and, and and just show exactly you know what is uh, going on up here and, and the good work that's 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 going on. But unless that happens, you you, you do tend to see that there's, there's a real snobbery 
um, down south with regards to their game. But I, I don't think that said, I think that um, Stephen Gerrard's work um, up here certainly hasn't gone unnoticed by the by the. The English media, I think there's a lot of respect for what he's achieved and the fact that he's come up here taking on a job um, from from scratch with no uh, big uh, high-level experience under his belt as a manager and he has managed to take on a Celtic uh, side that, that pretty much looked unstoppable um, going towards the 10, particularly when Brendan Rodgers uh, was there but he's managed to, to find a way to put something together to get it over the line and the way they've managed to get it over the line uh, this is not regardless of what was going on at Celtic there's just been some outstanding work um, at Rangers Will they be all fit and well to play tomorrow night given the, the, the letting of the hair down at the weekend? <laughs> yeah I think so I think yeah, there was plenty of naps I'd say between well. Sunday and, and, and today and, and plenty of water being, being hydrated into them but I, I think they'll be ready um, you know they will obviously in training Sunday before the game against uh, with Celtic Dundee United to watch the game and training before and no, no celebrations sort of continued a little bit, but uh, you know I'm sure they got the they got the celebrations out the legs and uh, and Monday and Tuesday and, and they'll be ready to go mm. once the the kick off comes in on Thursday. David, how confident are you of progressing tomorrow? I think it'll be a tough week, but we'll be a lot stronger at home. I think. Be happy with a draw. Yeah, that, I guess the, the two legged nature, Andy. The, the time and time again, though, under Stephen Gerrard, Rangers have sort of found found a way in these these ties. <laughs> Slavia Prague falls into that perfect category, doesn't it? Where it it, it clearly could have been worse. Yeah. But then, as as soon as you point that out, people say, "Oh, hold on, they're a good team." I don't think anyone's saying that they're not. But once you get to this stage, you're going to have to face somebody good. Mm-hmm. And in that regard, it's a relatively kind draw. Is that fair? Well, I mean, listen, they could have got Man United, you know, Inter Milan, Arsenal. You know, they they, they miss some big hitters out there. And I think if you asked any Rangers fan, would they take Slavia Prague before the draw? I think they would. But. At the same time, they're 11 points at the top of the Czech League. You know, they finished above Hapoel, Bersheva and Nice in the, in, in the uh, Europa League group stage. So you're not going to face a bad team in the last 16. But, I mean, as, as good draws go, I, I think they would have took it. Uh, thank you very much. That was David in Pollock. 0141-951-1025 to get your calls in. You can tweet us as well, remember. We're over there at Clyde SSB. Celtic fans, it's obviously been a quiet couple of days for you having to sit back and listen to the Rangers fans delighted at winning the league. A bit of Celtic news today though, Sheffield Wednesday um, having their say on this pre-contract signing of Liam Shaw. If you have any thoughts on that or anything else, perfect time to get them in. We'll touch on it next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Greedy and Andy Halliday are here 0141-951-1025 to call us at Clyde SSB on Twitter don't forget after 7 o'clock we will be joined live in the studio by Hibs midfielder Scott Allen as well looking forward to catching up with him uh, if you're interested in the games down south at the moment Man City 1 Southampton 1 Southampton have just equalised in that one um, Mark yeah it's been a relatively quiet day in terms of footballing matters for Celtic given um, that a lot of the attention has been on on Rangers recently But an interesting one today With this pre-contract signing of Liam Shaw Incidentally Celtic have now Confirmed that news They've confirmed it tonight The pre-contract signing of Liam Shaw From Sheffield Wednesday Now to take you through what happened today uh, Sheffield Wednesday came out with a statement Saying that they are going to launch an investigation Into the, the pre-contract signing They say they'll consider if there are any further steps Available to protect the club's interest Um which is all a bit vague 
th- there's also some displeasure in there I think that um, Neil Lennon basically confirmed that it was going to happen Before the clubs had the chance to to, to put it out in the, the official channels Yeah, I mean, I, I think the key part of the statement got it the club will investigate if there are any um, further steps available. Well, you wouldn't be saying that if, if there were, you know, and you'd investigate it before you put a statement. So for me, it looks like a statement to maybe, um, you know, placate uh, maybe a, a section of their support. The season's not going to plan. They obviously, I think they started the season with a points deficit, etc., etc. Just a new manager coming in, um, Darren Moore. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the the deal I'm pretty sure will go ahead. Uh, for for Liam Shaw, Sheffield Wednesday will get in the region of three hundred thousand pounds, and uh, that's it. I don't appear to be any. I don't expect any hiccups yeah. on it. Yeah, the players now broken his silence as well. A statement on his social media, you know, sort of thanking Sheffield Wednesday, promising them that until the end of the season they'll give his all. Um, but he says, "I've agreed to join Celtic, one of the most famous and prestigious clubs in the world, on July the first. Um, I based my decision purely on football By joining Celtic next season I will fight for a place in a team Challenging for titles, trophies And to play in Europe Which is something I've always dreamed of And determined to play at the highest level I can possibly achieve in my career I thank Celtic for this amazing opportunity Which is impossible for me to turn down uh, Let's go to the phones 01419511025 Let's bring in Peter Who's a Celtic fan tonight Hi Peter Hi Gordon Evening Andy Hi Peter What is Gordon obviously is the Celtic situation that slightly is that again signing that a boy in a pre contract who's making the decisions because right now we've not got a manager in place we don't know whether they're definitely going to go down the director of football route so my question to Martin is mm. I know they said last week we're making slight inroads and obviously the, boy, the guy from Man City has been heavily mentioned he's heard anywhere and after the weekend Matt, I know you said he was heavily favourable but proves to me John Kennedy's not a man he took the Celtic job on the last team forward. His substitutions were deplorable on sun- Sunday. And I mean, there's three strikers on the bench and wait till the last five minutes to put one on. Mm. Smacks their belief. I just can't understand how the team's imploded this season. There's more to what's going on in the parquet this season than meets the eye and probably will never find out. Uh, yeah, a couple of good points Mark The first one which is relevant to Liam Shaw That's the bit that the Celtic fans probably are most interested in uh, Is sort of, alright, you know, great pre-contract But whose idea was that then? Can we assume it's Nicky Hammond's? Or? Yeah, it'll, it'll, be on the, it'll be on the scouting radar and, and the bottom line is, Gordon, whether you've got a manager or not A good player is a good player And if you've got a chance of a good player to come in for 300 grand Then the manager's up to it I just hope though that, you know, all, for me sometimes Celtic That... that they try and spend on that one million, two million pound bracket too often, and, and too often it doesn't work. You know, as I said, you, you need to look at, at proper quality, not projects all the time. And you know, you're as well spending eight million on a proper player than than than, mm. than four two million uh, that don't that don't work out. Um, so I'm sure that Liam Shaw has got it in him, but, but I hope that he's first team ready. You know, I hope it's not yeah. one of these two year projects and ends up. You know, get out and loan. You know, didn't the league one or whatever it is next mm. season. So they've got to bring in uh, ready-made players. In terms of uh, Peter's other points, it's not just a team that's imploded. Um, Peter, it's the whole football club's imploded. The whole football club from top to bottom is responsible for the symbolic season uh, that's taken place. Different people are responsible for different things, and I do believe that Fergal Harkin remains uh, FAV for the director of. Football job and your other point on on John Kennedy. Yes, I I I think there's 
and certainly in terms of the the, the eyes of the Celtic supporters, um, giving John Kennedy the job um, full time, regardless of how highly rated he is inside Celtic Park by the current regime. I think it's an absolute no-no for John Kennedy to be given the job full-time. Revisit some of that, because like I say, there's a lot in there, Andy. Um, I think most Celtic fans, I'd never try and speak on behalf of all, would sort of nod along to Mark's point about, you know, maybe they're they're a bit fed up of of projects and they want someone who can come and hit the ground running. That said, the the pre-contract couple of hundred grand from the English Championship is straight out of the Moussa Dembele Joe Aribo playbook it's been shown that it can be very successful yeah and I mean Rangers again have dipped into that market with Jack Simpson and uh, Offerbor I think it was the two boys for, from Bournemouth so listen it seems as if Celtic are putting faith in Nicky Hammond as, uh, no, if, if we've been head of the recruitment I, I can only see with a with a change of manager that's going to be taking place potentially that that's the uh, that's the man that's that's gave this transfer the go ahead. So, it's, you know he's potentially going to be be someone that's got to sell on asset for for Celtic. So who's to say he's going to be a good sign or a bad sign? And where Peters obviously arising, the point is you never know if the manager's who's going to be coming in for Celtic's going to fancy him, or is it going to be a case of a two or three year project like like Mark said, which is not really what Celtic need right now. Uh, you know to to touch on his other point, yeah, the substitutions for me. We spoke about it on Sunday. David Tumble, someone who's been by far and far and away Celtic's best player for a number of weeks now he just always seems to be that one that's sacrificed in the, the 60, 65th minute and it, it wasn't as if he had a poor game it seems as if he was the one that could potentially unlock the door again and you know we spoke about it he was you know Dundee United really restricted Celtic to some shots outside the box if there's one person you don't want shooting from 20-25 from yards he's the man to do so and uh, like you said as well three strikers on the bench two of them you know for a combined fee at £8 million mm. can't get on with, with, with 10 minutes to go in a game that Celtic have nothing to lose so Certainly seems as if they've not got much trust in the strikers that were there. Do you hold that against John Kennedy for not putting one of those strikers on, Peter? Or do you reserve any blame or criticism for those strikers who are maybe not not doing the business? I get that. Well, obviously, they're either doing something wrong in training or what uh, game time they're getting, they've maybe not shown right. But I mean, he's putting what Kamala in line game, put, taking them out the next, AAM line game, taking them out the next. I just feel like we're trying out. I mean, Dungeon United are sat in deep, deeper. Ed, we all know, Watson likes to come trap off and try and collect the ball. We all know he's, he's a bit more vibrant when he's got a, a partner up top him. And I know that was Andy saying there about we Tom Blunt. It baffles me when that boy gets took half of the week. And it's no, it's no slighting these, these guys that I'm going to mention because they've been, they have been good players for Celtic the other seasons. But, I mean, look at that game on Sunday. You get Brian Chris, you get Carl Mack, you get Ellen Nussie. They offered nothing on Sunday. Yeah, you've got, as I say, you've got, uh, yeah, you get Lee. But I don't know his personal problem. One always happened we come back on fat, uh, so overweight and all that. But we all know he's got enough for a goal. To me, half time Sunday for me, I just took one of the boys off and put Lee on or one of the strikers mm-hmm. to see if you can change your fortune. It's no, nothing personal matter against John. You know what I mean, I know, I know he's had these problems with his injury and he's sort of stood by him off and drove through. Through years, it's just it's just a change. We just need a wee change of direction. You know what I mean? I'm just I just can't understand. I know what you're saying. It's a lot a lot deeper. I get that. I mean, I don't know what how big I say Peter's had in things this season or all hear rumours. Used by guys probably hear the same sort of rumours I've heard. But I just can't understand how if a year ago we've imploded the way we have. I mean, you can't tell me you're trying to tell me a guy like Edward. It's a serious ones I mentioned there, Christie McGregor, guys that have. Premiership player and all, Shane Duffy can be up here and he can't have a band door, can he defend for a trophy? I mean, 
I, I was on to you after we were done a treble treble when appointed Neil and I said it was a rank decision then and I stand by that and it's true I've been proven right at the end of the day but I don't take pleasure on that because also myself support like yourself to do well but I just feel something serious for no ratings. I just want clarification, I want transparency for the club. I don't tell you anything anymore. I mean a wee bit of guidance to let us know if they're making progress in both both departments and let the fans know we're going forward as Q keeps saying the season ticket is coming out soon. If it's going to be John, there'll be possibly facing our own dialogue situation. The tap tier will not get sold. Mark, I mean, and this is where Celtic are going to look at. Mark, do you feel that Celtic need to make an appointment, either managerially or director of football, b- before the end of the season? Does does that have to happen? Relative, and and will it? Do you think, or is this going to be very much in the in the, in the off season, the downtime? Well, the the right thing to do is if you have. Uh, the man in place and, and everything's agreed is to get him to start now tonight whether it's director football head coach both of them Dominic Mackay said before you know I, I can't understand why Dominic Mackay isn't in the building um, getting his job uh, started um, another thing about the, 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 the communication the lack of communication from the club I totally get what Peter's um, saying um, on that too I think the way some the Celtic fans have been treated in certain aspects this season, I think, has been um, unbecoming of Celtic. Uh, but don't, they'll, 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 you know, they'll, they'll want to be a best pal when it comes to season ticket. When they're wanting their, you know, their, their hundreds of pounds and thousands of pounds um, off you. But the Celtic fans will review how the club has, uh, how the club is at that moment before um, they, they decide to, to part with the the money. So there's lots of big decisions to be made, as as we all know. But to get back to your original question, Gordon, I think it it goes without saying. The sooner you get your new um, partnership mm. If it is the director of football And head coaches We believe it's going to be mm. The sooner those two guys Are in place And the new head coach Can bring in his own Backroom staff uh, Or work with anybody That's currently there If he wants to The better There's no time mm. to waste Yeah because There is a lot going on here People talk about The size of, of the overhaul Because it's not just A playing squad You are looking at Those other positions And, and I don't want to Over exaggerate this Mark Because this can happen In football You know, Players are signed And managers change Like That happens So I'm not wanting to Make it out as if it's it's a massive deal But as Andy says Take Liam Shaw as an example It might well be That the new manager And the new director of football Take one look at him And, and aren't having this guy Which is such a, a strange position to be in I'll repeat it I know that sort of stuff can happen But in Celtic's case It does highlight You know The sort of level of Of change that might take place In the summer Yeah look, It's just all a bit disjointed um, Just now Gordon you're, you're right You know obviously You know Liam Shaw said he's come Because of the it's a massive football club and um, you know they made him an offer he, he can't refuse so he's going to become you know a, a well paid young man which is which is great delighted um, for him and then it's up to him regardless of who the manager or head coach is to go and show that he's that he's worthy of a place um, in the first team because like I say there's so many players or we expect there to be so many players to come in at Celtic during the close season that um, I don't think it's a time for projects You're looking mm. for Ready made guys To come in and make an impact Right away Peter good to speak to you Let's bring in Joe Who's calling from Hartlepool tonight Hi Joe Hi Dan How you doing lads Okay All good thank you What's your point Okay I'm just carrying on uh, The last caller a wee bit About um, The new manager And what's happening At Celtic um, I've got a theory That you know I, I reckon That the Irish connection Will play a big part In Celtic again You know I think the next manager Will be the sixth Irish manager To manage Celtic um, what gives me that sort of theory is the day again I'm hearing about Martin Neal 
coming back as maybe director of football or advising him on he should be the next manager. Um, and Desmond McDermott, obviously, Peter Law will leave, and I think he'll be pulling his strings. I think he's already pulling his strings. And I think Lloyd Keane um, has, uh, has got a really good shout for being the next manager, just on that theory, not what he's done as a manager. I just feel that the Irish connection has always been there. And I'm sure the guys, for a week, quiz will be able to tell me who was the last mm. five. Irish guys that manage Celtic I'm going to quiz these two enough in the second hour Joe So we'll leave that one for now Let, let me ask you a bit more about it though Is that really important to you? I mean surely you just look for the, the best guy for the job Regardless of an Irish connection or not No no, I, I totally agree with you there But I think Desmond Dermott And Desmond Dermott And think people are Sort of go back to sort of um, His homeland and, and it seems to trust these guys You know if you're just looking at The past like Liam Brady Matt O'Neill. Brendan Rodgers, Neil Lennon, and even going back as far as Sean Farland. As you think lately, and then he's went back to Neil Lennon again. As you think, you know, and mentioning uh, Matt Manuel again, you know, as you think, he seems to get back to guys that he mm. sort, of, sort of trusts. Is that right, though, then? You're saying that's what you're predicting is going to happen. Is that the right approach? No, I don't think it's the right, right. approach at all, but I'm just, I'm just predicting, okay. you know, that, that's that sort yeah. of approach that they might take. And it could be an easy option mm. again. I'm just wanting to put it to the guys how they feel yeah. about that. Mark Guidi, what do you think? Is this going to be the old Celtic man, Irish connection, whatever it is, or is that completely irrelevant? It, oh, I think it's 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 irrelevant. It's about getting the, the right man for the job, whether it's a young up and coming coach, you know. I'm sure what Celtic will be doing will be digging deep beyond the name and reputation and beyond someone that's had a fantastic playing career, you know, like you do with with, with players now. There'll be database, there'll be, you know, analytics, they will be digging into the background. So they will dig very deep and, um, you know, it's almost like the, the money ball for, for managers, Gordon, although there's no transfer fee involved. You will dig into all the data uh, available. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. That's why, for example, like an Enzo Maresca must be heavily in the frame or, 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 or another up-and-coming young coach rather than a Martin O'Neill or a Steve Clark or Roy Keane. I'm not saying any of them are the wrong choice for the job. I've got a lot of time for the three of them and I think they're all very, very good um, in different ways. But um, it's, it shouldn't be. The, 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 selection, the selection process shouldn't be just about a name. You've got to dig a lot deeper than that. Joe, thank you very much. 0141 It's the perfect time to get your call in because we're going to get some travel and that means you could be up next. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Guidi and Andy Halliday are here 0141-951-1025 Andy Halliday in fresh from rumours that he was flying a plane above Tanadice at the weekend and that's why he was late for the show but, but all, all, all unconfirmed you yeah, were here all on unconfirmed time. but talking about rumours did the guy ever get back to you about the, the Fergal Harkin uh, exclusive that he gave us? Ah, Mark, I don't think he did we discussed this didn't we? For this guy this, Remember the guy came on Months ago Before Celtic yeah, Any, any discussion ago. About yep, director of football yeah. who, who are you He's going to be listening Someone came Someone came on here um, About yeah, Months ago And, and mentioned Fergal Harkin yep, Before any yep. of this Who are you right. Get on here and yeah. give us another uh, Give us another exclusive uh, um, I think yeah. I shot him down actually <laughs> <laughs> Who's he He's a, I mean it's the exclusive Of all exclusives Because that Along with myself, I'm sure loads of people out there have never heard of the guy. And then, uh, you know, two months later. He's... Like I say, the, the, the search for a director of football wasn't even really on at the yeah, time, exactly. was it? Oh, it's a mystery. Um, Maybe it was Peter Lawal that actually phoned. 
think it might have been Big Peter Lawal Yeah someone did mispronounce the name that night And I remember you having quite a surprise You'll get used to that on here like, that's, that's know, just, that, that was a classic though uh, That's just what we do Um yeah, Mark Guidi, we're looking forward to having Scott Allen in after 7 o'clock I'm wondering, you know when we get guests in, because you'll have experienced this many times on a Wednesday We usually ask him kind of quick fire questions, get yeah. used to them. I think we should pit him and Andy in a sort of Mr and Mrs style Because they're old pals, uh-huh. they go way back I think we should go for Mr and Mr, uh-huh. see how much they, see, see what chaos we can cause I'm yep, going to give you some, um, some, uh, some homework uh, during the, the news Anyway, right, 01419511025 to call at Clyde SSB on Twitter um, I did notice there In the Scottish Sun Saying that Rangers clash Against Slavia Prague To have a small number Of fans Czechs offering seats To frontline medical staff So um, We're envious Of any country That can get any number Of fans inside Stadia At the moment uh, Hopefully we can do that Soon Let's go back to the phones We'll try and squeeze A couple in It's ambitious But we'll squeeze A couple in between Now and the news Let's go Graham And Penny Lee first Hi Graham Ah, uh, how you doing All good How are you You well Ah, uh, all good All good All good, good. Uh, Just uh, I think there's a couple of Calls ago, the boy that says right, right in for the new manager of Celtic. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be better than a big dropper. But no, there's no chance that's going to happen. Why? Anyway, I'd, I'd like, why? Uh-huh. <laughs> Stephen Gerrard would just tear him up for toilet paper, send them back down the road uh, faster than the first time they came up. So, not for me, nah. I'd be personally, I'd bring him in. That'd be a good laugh. All right, all right. Graham's a Rangers fan, right? Okay, I get. Uh, in case we didn't get that there, Mark Weedy, is Roy Keane a likely appointment? Hey, well, I don't think he can be ruled out. He's probably one of, I would say, he's one of 10, 12 that, that, that he couldn't rule out. The, the only thing that makes me think he's maybe not in the, the sort of top three or four or the shortlist is I'm not sure what he would be like working with a, with a director of football. You know that that that's the thing. Um, so, but in, in terms of just as, as credentials, you know, people see how he can get an upset the the apple cart, and he's he's that kind of old style that takes players to task, and they don't respond to that now with the old snowflake stuff it goes about in the modern day. Um, but for me, I, I prefer those kind of guys that go in there, and if somebody needs to be told something, mm. they're told it, and see if you don't like it. You're out the door So Celtic to a point Roy Keane I wouldn't have a problem with it But I don't think it will happen uh, I'm going to go all out On a limb here Graham And, and say that as a Rangers fan Then that's not a, An appointment that would f- Strike fear into you That you would get the title Wrestled back off you next season Not at all mate As I say He would probably be back Down the road faster Than he was, he was the first time But I thought uh, you might say that Can I make a couple of points About tomorrow Absolutely On you go uh, I watched that uh, Prague team beat Spurs the last time in Leicester. No mugs. Leicester. Uh, Spurs. Leicester, sorry. Yep. Uh, there no mugs. They played them off a park that night, I thought. Uh, so, mm-hmm. I think if we get away with a draw. Yeah, it's always di- very difficult, Andy, to, to compare two fixtures, isn't it? Because we heard about Antwerp, they had beat yep. Spurs, and no disrespect to Rangers, they did a great job. But Antwerp weren't brilliant, were they? No. Um, but then I guess you could say Spurs had players missing. Leicester, did they have a couple missing? Yeah, um, yeah I think me. they did. I just find it difficult to compare two fixtures sometimes. Yeah, and also, I mean, we're not going to kid ourselves on that we know too much about the Czech League or, or Slavia Prague and who their key men are going to be. So. Uh, you know, I, I did say that there's no any bad teams in the last 32 Europa League. I don't. Th- I'm not for a minute saying Antwerp are a bad team, but I, I wasn't mm. hugely impressed with them. Uh, 
So I'm sure Slavia Prague certainly going to be a step up. But I feel as if Rangers, you know, they've always risen to the occasion over the last two or three years against against good teams in Europe. You know, you know, taking last night's result for example, I was looking at that Porto team that beat Juventus last night. Mm-hmm. It's a very very similar team yeah. to Rangers knocked out. And listen, before anyone jumps to conclusions, I'm not saying for a minute. Rangers would beat Juventus. Yes, you are. Um, That's exactly what you're saying. <laughs> no, so uh, I mean, Rangers. Rangers have played, you know, some top quality opposition in, in, in European football over the last couple of years, and always risen to the occasion. You're, you're, you're pretty up. much saying Ronaldo wouldn't get a game for Rangers. That, I, that's I, what you I were trying to say. I don't think he would. To be, you were to, say. to be honest, we but, can uh, see right through it. Yeah, I, I think also you know Rangers players have risen to the occasion, and sometimes where they've where they found mm. their best form. So Slavia Prague are going to be a good team. You know, one thing I will say is. If Rangers defend the way they did over the two legs against yeah. Antwerp, because Slavia Prague, one thing I did notice is, you know, they scored an average of three goals a game throughout mm. the course of the season. So I think Rangers will certainly improve on their, on their defensive mm. outing over the last two legs. But that being said, I do feel as if Rangers are the favourites going into the tie. Graham, just quickly, if Roy Keane gets the Celtic job and wins the league next season, will you phone back and apologise? Not a problem. Right, look forward to it. That was Graham and Penny Lee. Let's bring in William and Heinlein. We'll try and squeeze one more in before the news. Hi, William. Oh, hi guys. Um, nice to meet you, first time caller. Ooh, good to have um, you. What made you call tonight then? Well, I wanted to sort of just give some feedback about how I felt regarding Nicola Sturgeon and the approach towards uh, what's happening with football going forward, especially with over matches over the next three months. So, my point is that I don't think there's any acknowledgement about the fact that there's so many people in different industries and in different lifestyles. They're ignoring breach of rules every day, but all of a sudden, everyone comes down hard on football, right? And I don't think that's okay. So, I don't know what you guys think, but how could how could they make that better? Right, Mark, this is on the back of the news that we brought you last night in the second hour of the show. That There, there is a serious doubt, there's a serious question, Mark, as to the... Old Firm game coming up. Will it go ahead? Will it go ahead as planned on that date? Will any other fixtures... Um, Suffer as a result um, Scenes at the weekend Various politicians have had their say The police have had their say Glasgow City Council have had Rangers have hit back many times as well What, what do you make of Williams more Kind of general point about You know Is football being held to a higher standard A different standard Yeah It, it probably is And uh, you know I think certainly the, the game of football Seems that, that it has been picked on um, at certain stages uh, during the the pandemic, sometimes are uh, you know players involved in in the game, um, football clubs and indeed supporters you know have have made it um, easy um, for for the the government and certain politicians to to have a go. But moving forward, it, it's very simple, Gordon. As has been the case for the past year, you need to try your very very best to abide by the guidelines, and you need to behave yourself. So. You know, we can't um, have people not following that. Otherwise, you're leaving the Scottish game of football wide open for the possibility of the Celtic Rangers game being cancelled or postponed um, a week on Sunday. If football and everybody involved in football follows the guidelines to the best of their ability, um, then there won't be a problem. William, this is obviously difficult, right? Because I know for a fact that people go along... Um, perhaps their, their own team bias can take over at times And now something I never thought we'd discuss in Super Scoreboard Their own political bias might take over at times as well So we'll try and cut through some of that I just wonder though What is the solution then? If you think football has been held to a higher standard One of the quotes that jumped out from Nicola Sturgeon yesterday Was that Given the fragility of the situation We cannot simply turn a blind eye to what happened at the weekend Should a blind eye be turned to what happened at the weekend? That would be the question 
Okay, well, I, I was actually um, on the periphery of George Square at one point uh, with my son, Vincent, who's a Catholic, and I'd like to also sort of make a point of saying that um, Hello? You still with us, William? Oh, yeah, I'm still with you, sorry. Yeah, you know, we've got you. Uh, and also, like, one of the biggest issues I have, actually, is the fact that my wife was an NHS frontline worker who for seven months never had a COVID test. Now, nobody said boo about uh, frontline NHS workers not having a COVID test versus people walking around stadia versus people doing this or that, yeah. But to get back to the football bit, I just think that um, people just need to sort of toe the line and be respectful of the rules and, you know, make sure that there's no excuse for the people that are in power to actually be negative about what is, you know, a very important series of matches that are coming ahead. All right, William, thank you for getting in touch. I don't think we've heard the end of this, so I'm pretty sure we will revisit it. It's that time of the night, though. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Okay, it's Beat the Pundit time 01419511025 to take part. As usual, you've got the, the prospect of playing Andy Halliday or Mark Guidi. Scott Allen's just joined us in the studio. Um, Andy Halliday told me earlier, Scott, that we should just put you up for Beat the Pundit. You've got no idea what you're letting yourself in for and see how the nerves take over. No? Well, Fancy that Me and Andy have had quizzes before And I, I usually come out and talk you, so. oh, There you go then <laughs> that, There you go then That is big talk for a, Against a man I who's mean, unbeaten No the I, 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 I did say Scotty Scotty knows his stuff he's, he's got good football knowledge But You the thought Let's put him on the spot And see how he copes <laughs> Alright okay Fighting talking here Mark Greedy and exp- In fact I think you're unbeaten as well Mark Greedy I think you've got the you, You've got this 100% Win record in, in 2021. Yeah. I've only, I think, I've only played three or four times. To be fair, right? Okay. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. You need to get your call in before seven o'clock. Your chance to beat the pundit is next. Tackle the headlines. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Played one super scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Mark Guidi here as they have been since six o'clock. We've been joined in the studio by Scott Allen as well. So we'll speak to him. We'll catch up with him between now and eight o'clock. There'll still be some time for your calls. So feel free to get them in 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's get this up and running first though. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football. It's a good standard on a Wednesday night I'm not going to lie Mark Guidi I think is 4 out of 4 in 2021 Andy Halliday 5 from 5 He is the leader on Black Arthur's table That he keeps sending us in And uh, Scott Allen's just walked in the studio And said he's even better than Andy as well So listen, the standard's great I I can't help it We we attract some fine minds Let's bring in John and Bishop Briggs How's it going John? Ah, Not bad, how's yourself? Not bad, are you the man to dislodge the crown of Halliday? Aye, I'm going to take his crown, eh? Oh, good, I like that, I like that, that confidence Right, let's toss the coin anyway Heads it will be Mark Guidi And tails it will be Andy Halliday Oh, he's off the hook, it's heads It's Mark Guidi Who's going to take on Come John on. in Bishop Briggs Keep the unbeaten record going Let's see what we can do Right, producer Callum's going to give Mark Guidi some silence through there So that he can't hear uh, your answers John, I'm sure you know the rules But just a refresher 30 seconds on the clock Head to uh-huh. head with Mark You can pass That's always the secret If you don't know Pass quickly and we'll move on Alright Anyway Right good man 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts Now Which former Scotland internationals Man United's new technical director Don Fletcher How many Scottish clubs Has Stephen Naismith played for uh, Three Scott Sinclair joined Celtic From which current English Premiership team 
Uh, Aston Villa Which side sits second in the Scottish Championship? Uh, Rafe Rovers Who was the permanent Hibs manager before Jack Ross? Yeah, I'll pass Who got more Scotland caps, Alan Hutton or James McFadden? Uh, Alan Hutton Who's the Queen of the South manager? Pass Okay, let's bring back Mark Guidi Oh look at these two Is this like being back at school? Halliday and Scott Allen have got bits of paper And they're scribbling their answers down So that they two can, can play against each other Is that true? Don't give anything away Mark Greedy can you hear us? Yes got you Good right same set of questions to you We'll put 30 seconds back on the clock And your time starts now Which former Scotland international is Man United's new technical Dan director? Fletcher. How many Scottish clubs has Stephen Naismith played for? Uh, three Scott Sinclair joined Celtic from which current English Premiership team? Aston Villa Which side sits second in the Scottish Championship? Uh, Who was the permanent Hibs manager before Jack Ross? Uh, Paul Heckingbottom Who got more Scotland caps Alan Hutton Or James McFadden uh, Alan Hutton Who is the Queen of the South manager uh, Alan Johnson Which American team Did Lewis Morgan Sign a contract extension With this week Into Miami Okay oh, What a performance By Mark Greedy <laughs> I thought John was alright well. So did I what That's I why standard. I was giving it the, the, the old facials I thought John, John's a player John are you confident uh, no, he's done his own Hibs manager. I, I had it there. I just couldn't oh. get it. Right, let's find out. John, you were good, but I must admit, Greedy was, oh, he was, he was on fire there. Right, which former Scotland international became Man United's technical director? Darren Fletcher. Quite an interesting one, that Mark. Hope that yeah. works out. He speaks brilliant, doesn't ah, he? He's a great, he's a great guy, and uh, I hope. And, and by the way. It will work out from he's, yeah. he's talk And good to see United Giving one of their own The job Interesting as well Because maybe A couple of clubs That have got Managerial vacancies You thought maybe His name would be in the frame But he's tied up for now Right How many Scot- Scottish clubs Has Stephen Naismith Played for It's three So you both got that right Aston Villa Scott Sinclair You both got that Wraith Rovers Are second in the championship So it's four all After four questions This is a good standard Who was the permanent Hibs manager Before Jack Ross Scott Allen Can you confirm Paul Heckenbottom It was Paul Heckenbottom John you had it on the tip of your tongue But Mark Guidi got it out uh, You did not manage it You both knew that Alan Hutton Has got two more caps Than James McFadden You know it's going to be close When we ask you that yeah. Don't you but is it, What is it 48, 46 uh, 50 to 48 50, 48 yeah, right. so, um, The Queen of the South manager is, is Alan Johnson as well So he stretched his legs A bit there John And he got one extra question Into Miami It is one of the performances Of the season I think that's an Is that yeah. a 9 or an 8 Eight. For Mark Greedy An 8 and a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 A 6 for you John Which is is not bad at all Or was it a 5? Sorry John A 5 for you So not bad at all But you met a man in form Hard lines Arca, Hard luck in there Better luck next time uh, Better luck Exactly Give it another go What is it you what is it Hugh Keevan says Mark He moves from one failure To the next With no loss of enthusiasm That's his, that's his best line Of all uh, his lines I like, I like that way Good luck John Well done Brilliant. Well done, yeah, well done. Right okay then Who would have wanted you to uh, I got six I wrote Paul Heffington <laughs> I've no idea who that is Never heard of him He's a journalist down I got six Paul as well What would be a tiebreaker who did you, What did you not get uh, Alan Johnson oh, right. I doesn't bother himself With the championship No uh, I don't uh, yeah. for that. Exactly Right uh, In case you're wondering Where the third voice Has appeared from We are delighted uh, To be joined this studio By Hibs midfielder Scott Allen Andy Haldane and Mark Weedy Are here Scott How's it going Are you well Yeah uh, Well Well now uh, <laughs> Tough Tough six months yeah. to be fair But all good now Back on the training part Being back on the pitch And just looking to kick mm. on now Yeah listen On behalf of us all it's a, it's a pleasure to see you Back out there doing your thing We'll I'm sure get to that situation A bit later on 
um, in the show. I think we will put them on the spot, Mark Weedy, to kick us off. I think that's. I think it's only fair, isn't it? Because we need to get to know each other, like break the ice, and, uh, and and see how we're getting on, Scott. Every time a guest comes into the show, uh, we ask them some kind of daft, quick fire questions, getting to know them. But I'm going to do it with a bit of a twist this time because I'm going to get Andy Halliday to guess your answers as well in a sort of Mister and Mrs. style, right? Because you two are. Old buddies, you yep. know, way back. What is yep. it? School, grew up together. What's the? Yeah, school. Lived in the same area. Uh, I was actually going to say that's been a tough year for everyone. One thing's no seeing some of your friends and family. It's the first time me and Scott have seen seen each other for a long time, a which has been so probably Scott the longest we've went we've seen each other since we're about four year old. So, Mark Goody, I'm going to shed a tear in here. We're bringing old, old pals <laughs> back together. <laughs> this is beautiful. We get Hugh Keevens out his house for the first time in ten weeks. Oh, oh he was delighted. He was absolutely. No. Delighted Make sure you, if you get the chance You need to see his bum You need to see his <laughs> lockdown hair It's spectacular Right Right so here's the deal I'll ask Scott the questions And we'll just see how Andy uh, Gets on and guessing them First one Scott Who was your footballing hero Growing up um, Andy, Andy's written his down oh, already, so he's already so, yeah, so he can't possibly cheat Footballing hero Paul Gascoigne Andy Paul Gascoigne no, right, You need to show him your paper Because you don't want to uh, but I'll show right, him after, him after. Give show it to me Because right. I'll, I'll be the, the Yeah he's right You've got that Okay you do know each other So far Best player you've played with Best player I've played with I'll say what it, The highest calibre I played St Nicholas and Elka When I was at West Brom oh, I forgot about him Where did you go? Canu Canu I forgot about Canu Canu was a walking stick By the time I'd went to I forgot about Anelka Not a bad standard to be fair Mark Weedy Good, good to choose from no, that right, is okay. um, What about Anelka What was it Just everything Just Rolls Royce wasn't it Even mm. a Shiny head Glowing <laughs> every day he was <laughs> uh, Right um, Best player you've played against Best player played against Would be I don't actually, I don't actually have an answer one. for that one I'd be interested to see what Andy's put for that I wrote Adam Lallana Aye, aye, to be fair Right, so hold on a minute Andy knows you better than you know yourself Is that is that what you're telling us? No, but if, if you were to ask me these questions about him I would have answers Because it sticks in conversations Right, that we've okay had over Lallana, years. right, not bad at all I, I just remember the, the, the time that they played Southampton And I had played against that team And Lallana was superb in the championship, wasn't he? So it was the one that stuck out Right okay Like I say these are If you've listened to the show before We always ask the guests These questions But this one I'm going to just skip by this one This makes me sick Because you two have already Shown your hand on this We usually go your best friend In football We can't have these two Talking about how much They <laughs> to be love fair, each other I did say a couple of answers That will know me but Who's your second best friend Because you have to say him Don't you I have to say Andy oh. And second would be Johnny Russell Oh he's good He's Andy he's Hall, right. Halliday actually wrote Me or Johnny Russell <laughs> <laughs> how, how conceited is he right uh, Best stadium you've played at Best stadium i played at I think it's between two uh, <laughs> You definitely do know him Better than knows himself I, I would say St Mary's For the for the fact that it was <gasps> Uh, it was good because it was a Portsmouth Southampton derby, and it was all right. Okay, and we got a point. Is that, is that in the last is, minute of the game? What is that rivalry like? Yeah, it's quite Aye, intense. It? it took me by surprise. I was down there at a young age, but uh, it was incredible. I mean, Andy's now about to tell you that that's not the best stadium you've played oh, no, at that, by you, the looks you of played it. You played in the Fenerbahce game, didn't you? Oh, you're a, aye. See what I mean? Mark Guidi, that's your one answer. Up against him here. <laughs> Seriously. All right, best footballing moment. Best footballing moment. Scoring for Hibs against Hearts in, in the Derby 2 0. Yep, your old pals nailed. Oh, that was the, that, is it the anniversary? I wrote that with gritted teeth. Anniversary, yes. Of course. Oh, you two are rivals now. That's right. Yeah, winner against Hearts. Haldy's got that one. That worst footballing moment. We always bring you crashing right back down to earth after the, the good stuff. Worst football. There's, been, there's a list of worst footballing moments. Uh, we've all got them. We've all got them. It would be. Well, I've lost 
two semi-finals now we had uh, in Scottish Cup games so I would say mm-hmm. both of them Okay And they didn't get that one either But that's fine uh, Right This is this can be difficult Tell us something about you We might not already know I know every capital city in the world nearly <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be the most random think answer going to be like that, aye. <laughs> Mark will we just extend the show to 9 o'clock and test that we just leave him here It was the capital of Ethiopia Addis Ababa Oh he's good oh, He's right, good, good. Ah, He's on it Albania uh, sorry, I said, go to a break now. <laughs> 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 Only took me two, but I was impressed with the Ethiopia shout. Right, uh, favourite film? Favourite film? Jesus. I'd probably say Blow. Mm, you went Shawshank, didn't you? Right, Shawshank. Okay, fair enough. And uh, you've got one, it's lockdown, you've got one box set tip. Mark Guidi hasn't seen any of them, pretend, and you've got one. You need to recommend one. What should we be watching? Entourage. And he's, and he's definitely well. put it He did, he did yeah. put it down He's nailed it You seen that Mark? No I've not no. I'm ashamed to say Neither have I actually I must admit I know. I feel like I'm missing out But that's fine Right anyway That's the ice firmly How many did you get there? That is not bad at all Well 10 because He lied on a couple of answers So right, we'll, we'll, we'll You, you we'll decide what was right Okay nice one Right okay uh, You can still get your calls in By the way 01419511025 um, How are things at the moment Scott In a, a purely footballing sense Driving seat for third place At Hibs would you say? Yeah, we're definitely in the driving seat. Uh, the next few fixtures before the split are going to be really key for us. Uh, going into a strong position uh, mm. post-split games, and obviously that'd be a massive achievement for the club, mm. especially what's at what's at stake this year. I mean, the weekend just passed there. Is that a missed opportunity for Hibs, or is it a missed opportunity for Aberdeen? I'm sure both sides will be looking at it that way, won't they? Definitely both. We didn't we didn't play well first half, mm. second half we we had a go to, to an extent, but we just we just didn't break them down. It's and it's on to the next game That's uh, Ross County Saturday Just in case you're wondering What I'm laughing at I'm not laughing at you right I'm sure that was a perfectly good answer But I, I got distracted Because I can see what the callers Are trying to call in about And I can it, stuff gets written on um, A gentleman is on the line Who wants to talk about Capital cities Wants to start quizzing <laughs> Scott Allen I don't know if we've got time for that I, I, I don't know I really don't If you can If you can Throw in a football point Alongside it maybe ah, get him in. Maybe we'll get there Um my train of thought now and everything. Right, last couple of games. Then obviously there was the the Motherwell game as well. What's the what's the kind of feeling after a couple of disappointments? Obviously looking to put the next run together. We've done that several times this uh, several times this season. So that's what we'll be looking to do again. We've got Ross County on Saturday. It's a, a big opportunity for us. I know they had a, a good result the weekend, but it's mm-hmm. it's a game we'd like to to go up there and win. Still, does it feel like a successful season so far? And you've come back into latterly being in third place at this stage. Mixed with some cup disappointment, how does it how does it feel this season's been? Well, I think first and foremost in the cup competitions, you're just looking to get to semi finals and to finals. Obviously, when the games come, you're you're disappointed not to make the final. But third place for us this year, especially at the start of the season, with a with a bit of hand off at that. Mark, there's a lot to like about the league. I think if you're talking about a purely entertainment kind of neutral spectacle, the Rangers fans won't agree with this. But you know, wrapping the league up early March doesn't leave much in terms of excitement for a title race. Um, but elsewhere The battle at the bottom Is fascinating And as Scott says The race for third Hibs might be in the driving seat Aberdeen have now Rolled the dice They're literally looking For a new manager And hoping that that yeah. Gives them the, um, the, the The kick up the backside I think is it you know, Barry Robson Paul Sheeran in charge for now Yeah I mean First of all The Scottish Cup back on uh, Which is great Gives a, a, a team a chance of, uh, of silverware We've got Aberdeen And the Hibs Finding it out Aberdeen um, Going with a new management team on uh, For their next game Possibly Somebody permanent And by them, you've got uh, two chasing three, the uh, three chasing the final two top six spots: Livingston, St Johnston, and uh, St Mirren. 
And then at the bottom You've got any two from three For um, second bottom spot And going straight down So take your pick from Kilmarnock Hamilton and Ross County So I think you'd put all that Into the, the mix I think Motherwell will be fine uh, Dundee United will be fine And I think that's really all That there's no really mm. get, get a lot to play for we could do a whole hour on this, I'm sure, but we've got a lot going on. Give us your kind of brief thoughts on Aberdeen's situation. The the, the decision to, for, you know, for Derek McInnes to move on is is that the right one? How does how will time look back on his spell at Aberdeen and what comes next? Yeah, it's right for all parties. I think that you know I'm absolutely certain it was going to happen at the end of the season. I was a wee bit surprised that that, that it happened now, but um, if you look at what Derek inherited and it was eight years ago next month that he went in, he was looking at a club that were. More often than not, flipping with the bottom four rather than being in amongst the top four. So he stabilised them. He won a trophy. He brought in some right good players. Made a right few quid uh, in the transfer market. Was loyal, not back Rangers, not back Sunderland, and uh, turned them into a, a force. And always said, I think it was um, Ronnie Dyla's first season, either, either his first or second season. Gordon, I can't remember, but I always think that had had Aberdeen managed to keep um, Danny Ward. The, the goalkeeper who eventually went back to Liverpool then sold to Leicester for 12 million quid Ward for me was heading for the, the player of the year that season had they kept Danny Ward I think Aberdeen would have had every chance of uh, of winning the title so Derek can hold his head up high and uh, I'm sure he'll have plenty of offers in the in the coming months to get back in at a good level I'm getting dogs abuse here for not having seen Entourage right? I'll, I'll put it right Kieran McGuinness is it's disgusting it's I mean never... many episodes isn't it I don't know if I can embark oh, on no, that. It's worth it, it's believe, worth me. Me. believe me. Um, it's a life we can only dream of. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going back to the discussion about Kieran Lee at the weekend there when you said that. I don't want to bring that up Kieran again. Lee's in it. I'm not bringing that up again for sure. Um, how do you look on, on that situation at Aberdeen, Andy? Uh, you know, Mark touched on the job that Derek McInnes had when he first took over, but let's not forget the job he had every single transfer window. It seems as if every year we're talking about how Aberdeen are losing two, three, four of their key players, and and Derek McInnes has brought up, you know, a huge level of consistency at Aberdeen. But it certainly seems as if you know one goal in nine games was just too much, and and Dave Cormack's obviously made the decision to relieve him from his duties. And God, we all know why I know the name Dave Cormack now. That's it. Beat the pundit. <laughs> it's an educational tool. Uh, Scott, do you pay? Much attention when you know it's your closest rivals for third at the moment. They decide to, to, to that a change is needed in the dugout. What, what do you make of that news? Well, it's obviously a key point in the season for Aberdeen. They'll be looking at the fixtures that's coming up the same way we're looking at them, and that's going for third place. I think they touched on what Andy said there about the transfer business that Derek McInnes has had to deal with every every transfer window. It's, it's spot on. Every year's kind of had a rebuild. His best players have have left the building and. For, for, for the length of time that he's been in that job He's done a, a very, very consistent job uh, Let's bring in Willie uh, Who's in Easter House Hi Willie Hi How's it going? You alright? Hi Good, what's your point tonight? Uh, just Not to underestimate uh, Slavia Prague mm-hmm. I just Maybe Prague Super scoreboard And Prague has said They've all got, got a Scottish <laughs> team to play They, they might be turning They might be turning the figure on a, a Glasgow team Saying Oh, we might be. We should beat them, all right? You know, it's just what we were saying. That, that is a fair point, Mark Quiddy. There may well be a, a Prague Super Scoreboard. Does anyone know the name of the river that runs through Prague? Because we need that for the, the Clyde one. Scott Allen, ge- geography expert, oh, can tell us at the no, next break. Well, um, but um, no, uh, the Danube's Budapest, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, honestly, right. what has happened to this show? Right. Willie's right, though. Yeah, he, he's saying they might be looking at Rangers and saying, 
Oh you know Scottish team We're delighted Aye. for that But to be fair I don't think anyone here Is underestimating Prague They're just pointing out That the draw could have been worse oh, Look I think it's a It's a more than decent draw You know I think if you tell For Steven Gerrard You know the 15 teams That were available Slavia Prague Would probably have been In, in his top three uh, sides um, They beat uh, Leicester um, At the King Power Stadium Comfortably But even though the first leg Was, was only 0-0 um, Gordon they, they absolutely dominated that game I mean they should have won The first leg Slavia Prague by a couple of goals So look Rangers have got a real difficult uh, task Slavia Prague Are not a sexy European name But they're a very capable Team as, as Willie has said So If Rangers are to progress To the last eight They'll have to be right on it Tomorrow night And next Thursday So are you not A confident Rangers fan Willie? Uh, I'm, I'm hopeful Hopeful mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy But hopeful I mean Andy Is it going to be a, Stephen Gerrard won't make any changes Willie It's been a pretty consistent European side You get the odd one that, that comes here or there How would you expect it To to be lined up tomorrow Because I think it's a Five to six kick off So it'll yeah. be underway By the time we actually Get on air Yeah pretty similar To what we've seen In uh, in recent European games I always feel as if When it's when it's an away leg In Europe That, that Yanis Hadji Is sometimes often The one that drops out Just to give that Little bit more That little bit more Defensive minded Than Kamar Roof's been Often been that one That's that's uh, that's deployed that role Obviously it's, it's, it's now been, been Said that he's back Into the match day squad So Will it be too early for him to come back into the starting fold? We'll soon see, but I fully expect... I, I, I'll go out on a limb and I'll say I think Joe will play in the front three, similar to what he did down to it, by the way. Uh, Willie, thanks for getting in touch. I will pass your number on to Prague Super Scoreboard and you can let them know your thoughts. That was Willie in Easter House, 01419511025. More of your calls, we've got a full-time teaser and we'll catch up more with Scott Allen, who's our guest tonight, after these. Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Wednesday night, Mark Guidi and Andy Halliday here as always Pleasure to be joined by Hibs midfielder Scott Allen as well Who's been giving us a, a bit of an insight into life at Hibs so far this season We'll speak to him a bit more and he's going to lend a helping hand I'm sure On this full time teaser but you two don't tend to need it I must admit the standard in here um, is pretty good that, this is quite a tough one right So tonight you're looking for 10 now retired players Who had one club careers And played in the English Premier League So can you name the 10 now retired players Who had one club careers And played in the English Premier League I'm going to do you a favour before we've even started right And I, I promise you you will need this We are go- I'm going to remove one for you Because there is not a chance that you will get Dane Whitehouse of Sheffield United. Will I you? got that. <laughs> Is that a fair mark? No, You're happy fair. with me that's taking not. that, right? I, I mean, get it out. Ridiculous, <laughs> unbelievable. There are a couple of others that I think are maybe too difficult, but I think you'll you'll get most of them. So that's why I thought I would just leave the question. So is it, are we looking for nine or ten then? Nine. Uh, nine now. I've, so got, I've got three already. Yeah, I think there may be one more I'd, I'd be interested in taking out. Right. right. Anyway, uh, we'll see how we go. Gary Neville. Gary Neville, yes. Mark Guidi, mm-hmm. you got any? Dan Fletcher. Uh, no. No. So, no so, yeah, oh, a couple yeah, of others. Yeah, yeah. There is an, there's another wee caveat, sorry. Um, they must have been at the club for at least 10 years. Right. And um, it only includes the current English Premier League clubs. So I'm not going to ah, right, confuse okay. you with right. various others. Um, Scott Allen, you want to lend a hand? Schools? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you Ryan, say that? Ryan Giggs. 
Uh, <laughs> right, both are right. Schools and gigs, right? We'll yeah. leave it there. And needless to say, you've got the easiest ones so far. So can you name the nine now retired players who had one club careers and played in the English Premier League? I took one out because it was ridiculous. Dane Whitehouse. So we're still looking for nine. They must have been at the club for ten years at least, and it only includes the current English Premier League clubs. So guys like Paul Scholes, Gary Neville, Ryan Giggs. We'll get back to them. Um, so very Gordon, soon. just to clarify, so could he have played it? Ten years at one English Premier Club, but but played abroad for somebody else, or it's only. Um, no, I think it's the only. So Gerrard's not an answer, basically. Stephen Gerrard's not an yeah, answer. So he's only right. one one club. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's the it's Ledley the only King. Oh, who said that? Me. What a shout that is, by the way. <laughs> Ledley King. Brilliant. You can come back, right? Okay, we will leave it there because they need to maintain some suspense, Scott. Oh, right. See if you get them all between now and like you know it's done by half seven. We need to leave it uh, to the end of the, the show. We'll see how we go. Right, oh one four one nine five one, um one zero two five on the phones. Scott, you touched on it straight away when I asked you how you were at the start. All good now, having had a a difficult time, and people may have may have seen this. You revealed a couple of weeks ago that you. Had a heart condition that ultimately threatened to end your career. Talk us through that a little bit. Take the, the the sort of time timeline of what you've gone through in the last few months. Well, it was when I came back for for pre season, two or three weeks in, into that. Obviously, all the the hard running out of the way. It wasn't until we started playing that I was I was feeling really fatigued. I was going one sprint up the park and I was getting dizzy spells. So, as you do, everybody thinks it's my my diabetes within the club, the medical department. So, we went through all these sorts of tests. And it, and, it, and it wasn't that And I knew within myself It wasn't that But you just I'll be fine I'll be fine And as the weeks went by just still didn't feel good And it wasn't until Five, six games into the season It was it was Aberdeen The 30th of August That Ten minutes into the game I totally had no energy Felt physically weak And Get, get hooked off after 55 minutes And when, when, I, when I came off I knew There was, there was something mm-hmm. underlying there And that's when I'd done more tests Went to Hamden for the for additional heart scans that we'd, we'd done at the start of the season. We'd already done them, but by the time I'd went the second time, there was a wee bit slight change in the ECG, it's called. So that then took me down to London to a, a cardiologist who was the main man in London, to be fair, and that's when they, they diagnosed me with something called cardiomyopathy. I'm delighted you said it, because I was panicking about trying to pronounce <laughs> that properly. I was just reading it um, earlier on. But just to, to sort of highlight the seriousness of that, I mean, that... Was a contributory factor in, in cases like like Phil O'Donnell and, and Mark Vivian Foy, those high profile absolute tragedies that that rocked football. So, I mean, that, that shows how serious it is. What's it like to receive that news? Take us back to that moment. Well, when he when he first told me the news, it was obviously uh, a tearful moment. Uh, phoning phoning back home to, to my mum to try and explain what uh, the cardiologist has said. So it was a really emotional time. Uh, it wasn't until I came back to Hibson. And spoke to my agent Spoke to my friends About getting a second opinion And uh, so the second opinion oh, That took three months So between that stage I didn't do any mm-hmm. Sort of physical exercise I was thinking Probably that That was going to be that And what I'd maybe do next But luckily for me I went for the second opinion And when I had spoke to a guy From a, uh, from America He had told me things to do Before I went to do the test And it might help me And all the things that he'd said When, when I'd done mm-hmm. the second opinion uh, Came to fruition And that guy passed me is, is physically ready to play again So straight away On the first diagnosis It's stop playing Now that's it Or was it as blunt as that? Not as blunt as that It would need to be They would need to do more tests But after after the second one That was when I was really confident And, and they, hmm. they The two cardiologists Plus the guy from America all, all spoke and said That I was physically ready to go again So I mean 
anyone receiving that any, any kind of you know medical news of that seriousness, I'm sure it would would shock them. But the thing that always comes up when it's when it's footballers is because you guys are much fitter than the average person in the street, and you know you're always you mentioned before you've had heart scans previously, not not too long um, in advance of that. So that must have been an unbelievable shock. Yeah, listen, it's it's not something that I want to always remember. I'll just take I'll take where it got me, and that is. I now know that I'm fit yeah. to play again and I know what it is and I can deal with that. That was uh, I basically I played my full career with it and uh luckily enough nothing serious had happened, but now I know I know how to manage it and it's it's generally physically the best I've felt, so it's just uh all forward thinking now. Who what was what was key to that period then? Because you said there was a was it three months did you say without you yeah. know, doing anything? Just family, the, friends, manager, who was who were the, the kind of the, the the rocks that that kept it on, on Fa- family and uh, friends first and foremost, and the fact that I still went into the training ground every single day from from that moment and was around football and that obviously that's that, that's my my life, but that's what I know. So I think even being around the training ground and even though I wasn't playing, it was still the thing it it gave me that motivation that because I, I, I personally didn't think that was it even after the first time. Mm. Uh, so I'd say all day factors and obviously the coaching staff were excellent with me. Because something that we probably don't. We don't see the ins and outs of it the day to day. We get team lines on a Saturday. Scott Allen's not playing again. You know, fine sort of thing. You're living the reality of that, and I think I saw you mention before um, something is can every day is trying to explain or hide from your young son. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm it's fine. I'm injured just now. That's why I'm not playing. That must have been a, a very strange experience. Yeah, it was. It was because I was I was going to my son's football training, and obviously the rumours had been out for then. So there was obviously other parents picking up their son and. Uh, at the at the academy that it goes to Paul United, there's there's ages from five to, to eighteen mm-hmm. at this point. This was before obviously the lockdown. So they'd ask me, have, have you have you chucked it? That's the kind of thing mm-hmm. they were asking. And then I remember my young son in the car uh, a couple of days later asked me, Dad, are you not playing football anymore? And I just sat there in silence for a minute. Jeez, that was the first time it kind of hit home. Like there might be a possibility of that, but luckily for me that he's going to get to see that uh, see me play again Mark I think it goes without saying we're all absolutely delighted to see him back out there just listening to it and kind of trying to even begin to get your head around what that would be like it's been an incredible few months yeah you know it has from you know from um, Scott talking about you know he's he's constant uh, fight with uh, diabetes and looking after himself uh, with that and then the the, the latest um, heart condition and you know when you mentioned there Gordon um, Phil O'Donnell and, and, and Matt Vivian Foe that's when the the importance of it hammers home you know this isn't something that's been made up a Scots looking for sympathy or there's been a you know some kind of drama made you know this is a proper um, illness that had it not been detected could have had serious consequences and just away from football there just what, what Scott's saying when you hear him talking about um, his young son and that will have given him the, the most pleasure is the fact that he's been able to pull his boots on again and when we're, we're out of lockdown that his son will see him playing but also uh, I mentioned to to Hibs Scott will know better than any of us the, the care and compassion that he's had at all levels from, from management to the boardroom to the dressing room and to the to the terraces which is so important too that you're not left isolated you're not um, made to feel that you're not a part of it even though you can't contribute um, on a match day because that kind of you know affects on mental health etc etc so um, it's great for Scott that, that he's back and brilliant that he's in here tonight telling his story How big a part did Jack Ross play in that, that process Scott? Yeah well, I think it really hit the manager definitely emotionally the, the, the first couple of weeks when I'd came in and obviously telling other other football players that and your colleagues that it kind of hits home to them as well that you just never know if there's anything there underlying so 
for, for the relationship me and the manager have uh, even outside of footballs is uh, a very close one he, he kept me involved I went to watch games for him done scouting reports and Andy at Haas <laughs> <laughs> which didn't help in the semi-final but <laughs> I kind of take one yeah yeah but so these th- kind of things gave me gave me a motivation um, Andy it must have been strange as well from from because he, he's your friend he's your close friend you go way back but you're similar age you're a professional footballer as well so that, that must have been weird for you to, to watch yeah it was it's obviously not easy hearing one of your cro- uh, closest friends so upset uh, but like Scotty touched on it I noticed a change in his attitude and his mood from, from every phone call obviously the first couple of was really down at, at what the prospect might be where he might have to stop playing football because you know, for the likes of me and Scott that's all we've done since mm. all we can remember but then you know after three, four, five phone calls when you hear that and Scotty's telling you that Jack Ross has got him involved he's on the training pitch every single day and I remember he, he was at the Hearts game I think it was Dundee I mean, Dundee, Dundee game, at yeah. home and he's telling me that he's doing scout reports and, and you can see his mood to pa- uh, you can see I, his I mood was actually there for Andy's up. debut for Hearts there you go well, <laughs> never forget it so you can you scored as well didn't you I did score right. thanks for bringing that up <laughs> um, so you can hear his moods really start to pick back up and then with that his belief and his spirits that he can eventually overcome this and like Scotty mentioned he's, he's type 1 diabetic it's something that's hard to deal with but through time and experience he's le- learnt how to deal with that and, and he's dealt with that from day to day life and thankfully he can now do that with his, with his heart condition What on earth did the Andy Halliday scouting report say? <laughs> <laughs> Need I ask? <laughs> uh, I, I don't really want to get into that <laughs> I, could, I could probably answer it at that time Can you run? <laughs> Oh dear me Right um, Yeah it's great to see you back And I guess Is there a part a Part of you Kind of making up For lost time this season I guess you'll be Cherishing every moment That you can get back out there Cherishing every moment But I, th- I feel now Physically I'm, I'm ready to go again So I've, I've, I've definitely Got the appetite And the hunger Back to, mm-hmm. to get in the team Good stuff Great to hear um, We'll catch up more With Scott um, As the show goes on uh, Let's hear from Eddie Who's a Celtic fan From Curlook How's it going Eddie? Hey guys, how you doing? Are you Thanks well? So much for taking the call. Yep, all good. good, thanks. What's your point tonight? Uh, just before I start, uh, Scott, uh, it's great to see you back and feeling a lot better, mate. I wish you all the best and best of health for the, the rest of the season going forward. It's great to hear your story and get to see you back. Thank you. Um, it was just a, a quick point, really. I wanted to touch upon, firstly, you know, the situation that happened at the weekend. Um, I'm a bit gutted that. We might not see the, old, the next old fun game, you know. Obviously, the, the way the things have went with the, the league title, I would have quite liked the opportunity to take that uh, unbeaten record away for Rangers, and also by the sound of it, it's kind of hanging in the balance. I just wanted to make a very, very quick point on that situation. I don't really want to touch too much on it, but one thing that's been missing from Rangers in terms of their response to this, I know they, they, they released a statement listing all the things that they've done proactively. But one thing that's been missing is condemnation of the the fans that were out and about. Um even Gerard saying coming Stephen Gerard coming out and saying that, you know, the fans deserve to celebrate and things up, which is fair enough. But there's been nothing in terms of condemnation which I think's been missing. But I don't really want to touch that I want to just concentrate my own team. Um happy to let Mark answer it if you want, Eddie. Yeah, sure. I yep. mean Mark there's there's been a a, probably a two-hour show's worth of of he said and, and she said and, and the Scottish government said they wanted more from Rangers. Rangers said, "Well, here's what we did." Eddie's kind of acknowledging all that, but still thinks what's missing is that is that acknowledgement, perhaps that, that it shouldn't have happened. Is that is that a fair point from Eddie or, or not? Well, well, it shouldn't have happened. You know that 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 is the bottom line. If you're going by the guidelines, it, it shouldn't have happened. And 
Um, we can't escape that. Yes, it is understandable in terms of Rangers supporters want to celebrate. I get that. That doesn't mean to say that it's acceptable, Gordon, because it's not. So we, we can't put this, unfortunately, we can't put this in a football context. It's about um, what people do away from it. It's not inside Ibrox. So, I, I, you know, I do, have a bit, I do have sympathy for Rangers in terms of it's not inside their own ground. So they can't, you know, they're, they're not in control um, of the situation. Um, but it wasn't, whatever way you dress it up, it wasn't acceptable what, what happened uh, at the weekend. And we hope that we don't see repeats of that between now and the end of the season or, or, or whenever, how long the, the guidelines and, and restrictions are in place Eddie you want to come back in yeah no I totally agree with that yeah, well yeah so like I said I, I didn't really want to spend too much time talking sure. about that but um, in terms of my own club you know this has been a unmitigated di- disaster I came on earlier on in the season after the first Old Firm game and I still thought we had the to turn that around um, but we've just and I think on Sunday the, the, the manner in which we Surrendered the title in the last 25 minutes. It just it, it was shocking and shameful, really. That's not that's not a performance that I want to see for any Celtic team. So in terms of next season, you know, I'm, I'm looking for a change of direction. I know there's been a lot of names mentioned and who should be the next manager. I like the ideas. There's a guy that's been mentioned not too much. Um, a guy called Ralph Rangnick uh, for Germany. I think. He's the guy that I would like to see. You know, we've got a guy coming in for Scottish rugby, Dominic Mackay, who's beyond intense purposes, hasn't got the, the background in football. You need a guy that's got a good, solid foundation. Ralph Rangie knows the game. He's got a good method. That This high press that everybody talks about with his teams, something that we Celtic fans can resonate with. Um, and that, that, that's where I would like to see it go. Yeah, Mark, I think from memory, was, was he not wanted by Chelsea at some stage when, when Frank Lampard's time is coming to an end? He is extremely high thought of. Um, w- would he be a, a realistic one for Celtic, do you think? Uh, well, the, the, the problem, if, I don't know if he's on Celtic shortlist or not. I think he might be a bit, you know, out with their reach. That said, you know, if Dermot Desmond wants to, is of a mind to, to get involved, then he could certainly go and uh, make sure that, that it happens in terms of financial. Um, package, but I think maybe the problem uh, now, Eddie, is that Ralph Ramnick is is uh, heavily on uh, quoted for the the general national job to take over from uh, Joking Love when he uh, calls it a day uh, after the Euros. So uh, Ralph Young, you're absolutely right. He's got a first class reputation. He's a first class manager, but I'd be very surprised if he uh, ended up at, at Celtic Park. He could even be there as a you know he would do a sporting director's um, job as well. He can certainly do that. Uh, with his eyes closed But um, I think he'd be out of Celtic's reach Sorry just Eddie w- Was it as manager or as sporting director That you were touting him for? Uh, pr- preferably as manager But yeah. as you say Mark he's, he's got that pedigree And I think he's actually done the job Before sporting the director Director of football So he could probably he could do that as well uh, Scott just obviously having been at the club I'm wondering your experiences of John Kennedy Because he's the one that's very uh, Much in the discussion at the moment And a lot of Celtic fans are Well the ones that phone this show and maybe not too convinced and after the weekend and so on what was your kind of memories and experiences of working with him? Well first and foremost I had a really good relationship with, with John Kennedy he was one where when, he, when Brendan Rodgers first came in he took to him really quickly and mm. had quite a lot of say in, in what Brendan Rodgers done and as the years went on he started to take more and more training so I think it's it's a hard one because he's he's obviously been 
been put with some of the problems that have been there this year and maybe part of the, in the last season as well so it's, it's a difficult one but he, he knows the club he wants to play the right way and he's learned from, from a new Lennon so we've probably seen some of the mistakes that Lenny's made and some of the good things that that Brendan Rodgers has done We always hear from the outside You know that he's very highly thought of And he's a very good coach Is is his sort of On the training field coaching Is that is that a strength of his? It's definitely a strength of his He's, he's obviously worked his way Right through the, the age groups at Celtic Obviously After his, uh, his career ending injury But I think If you were asked the players They would, they would probably A lot of them would be for for John Kennedy mm. uh, Right Eddie we'll leave it there It was nice to speak to you though Make sure you get back in touch I'm a bit late for this break So we'll have to Park it very quickly On the teaser anymore um, I've got a few Gordon, Yeah I'll... I think I've got a few as well Right go on Mark Give us, a, give us one I'll give you one Gabby Aguan Lahore Nope Matt Letissi No No I'm wondering what rules him out Was he at the club for 10 years mm. um, Mark Noble He's not retired yet. Not retired yet Oh yeah, yeah. Jamie Carragher Yes Tony Hibbert That's a great shout That is like on it. I was hoping you wouldn't get that one Tony right. Hibbert but I'll go the other Everton one Leon Osman uh, No that's you no. done with Everton right. Can Scott. I have one more to go? Yeah I think this is wrong But I can't think of the other team Wait, Tony, Tony Adams That's right I'm a... Yeah Tony yeah, Adams right. um, We're the only two left We'll get them next Number one for football In Glasgow and the West 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard That's us into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday and Mark Guidi are here Scott Allen's joined us tonight as well And uh, I think we're going to blow this teaser out of the water early This is extremely early for us tonight Right, so we're looking for the nine now-retired now players Who had one club careers and played in the English Premier League they must have been at the club for at least 10 years and it only includes current English Premier League clubs. There was an extra one, a guy called Dane Whitehouse. We would have been here until Christmas trying to get that. So I took him out and I, I must admit, I feel bad because see the two you've got remaining? I think one of them is off limits as well. And I'll go. Yeah, but one, one is so-so. Uh, I'll throw in Francis Benali. No. No. I need to find out why Letissa isn't anyone. Mm. I, I can only think Andy, that it definitely rules out if you've actually gone somewhere on loan as well because yeah, Tony, so Tony, Tony Hibbert, one club man with Everton, didn't go on loan. Mm. Liam Osman, one club man but had two loan spells. Maybe so that's it must what be if you can't have gone on loan anywhere either. Um, the only thing, a gentle clue, this club is a big English Premier League club. I said it only includes current Premier League clubs but they've not been back in the league for long. Leeds United? Yes. Quite tough this one I think And the last Ian, one you won't, Ian Hart mm, for a few teams. No You won't get the last one But you might get oh. this one No No <laughs> <laughs> Big no. build up there No What's his name What's his name David Weatherall No the The Full back He was there for years No Tony the Regal Oh get listen I'm Oh yeah Um uh, Kelly Kelly Gary Kelly Gary Kelly the right back There's some knowledge in here And do you know what That's it That's it ruined the suspense I always leave the teaser Till the end of the show Because see this last guy You will not get it Who did he play for then What's his club We'll wait wait and see If you can come up with something else But we'll wait and see Right uh, Let's bring in Oh Kenny the Jambo Let's see what he's got For us tonight We've got Have we got an Edinburgh Derby In the studio Kenny That sounds great Evening guys How's it going Can I just say that It's good to hear That Scott's on the mend yeah, good to see you're getting fit again and you're healthy. Thank you. No, you're welcome. Uh, but keep up the scouting for the, the darkies, right? <laughs> 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 hey, 
Well, I, said, I find it. I find it great that you've actually got uh, you know two rival players. Uh, well, next season it will be uh, that uh, you are pals, and it's good to see things like that. You know, what I mean, because I think everybody thinks that all teams all hate each other, but uh, in this current climate, I'm just trying to see crowds back and get back to games, eh? and I'm. Hopefully we'll all stay a safe distance when Hearts left the championship. Oh, listen, the, these two have been pals for a long time, and and you've uh, you've already had your share of football rivalries to yeah, get yeah. in the middle of your friendship. I'm sure, so you'll survive this, will you not? Yeah, well, uh, me and Andy, when when we're at the the other side of it, we didn't speak to each other for four years. <laughs> 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 um, no, that was strange. It's it's strange. It's happened twice, and uh, unfortunately for us, we've not had that. Probably they like to play in the pitch together somewhere, but wasn't to be. Um, how good would it be to go toe-to-toe in Edinburgh Derby then? How, Fancy that? Well, knowing how good Scotty can be, it, it'll be difficult. But now, nah, listen, it's uh, like we said, it would obviously be, it'd be brilliant if we managed to at one point in our career playing the same team. But just so finds that you know, the two to... biggest derbies in the country were going up against mm-hmm. each other. So it's a good story in its own. Played against each other though, yeah? Yeah, a few times. A few, few times. times. What was the most memorable, most recent? I don't know. Pick one for me. Um, the last one would have been five each. Oh, yeah, the last game of the season. That was yeah. when you said that Bruno Alves was going to score that free kick, and yeah, then he scored. Right, and he put it at the top Did there. you have a wee chat on the pitch or two professionals? Sometimes, aye, sometimes. Yeah. The six, 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 my debut, six two. Oh, I bet you were talking to him that day. <laughs> oh, he, he was, was trying to ignore to you. <laughs> uh, I then there was a famous one after that six two de- game in the debut. We went out for a for a pizza and a drink together, didn't we? And it ended up all over the, the Scottish newspapers, and that didn't go down too well. <laughs> no. I can imagine But yeah I mean That's the that's the aim I take it Andy um, Kenny's talking about Wish it's fans back Win the, yep. win the championship And all the rest of it Yeah exactly I mean Kenny probably heard me On this show Mention it a few times I've always said that Tynecastle was my favourite stadium To play at when, uh, when I used to go there As an opposing player and Now that I'm Obviously a Hearts player Just can't wait to the day That fans are back Into the stadium So I can feel the atmosphere Being on the other side So uh, in terms of the championship It's um, I thought as if I mentioned on Sunday I thought as if It was a real Hearts performance Again on Sunday You know it was three Poor results, poor performances, more importantly in a row, and uh, that that's not the team that we were at the start of the season. You know, free flowing and and you know taking care of teams pretty pretty comfortably. But the last three games, it was just performances that we weren't used to. So it was more important that we we played with a real tempo and real intensity again. And I thought for 65, 70 minutes we were excellent. And obviously the ref dropping points last night was another sort of boost for us. But I've always felt since the start of the season, it's about what we do. So from now to the end of the season, we'll be looking to try and pick up as many wins as possible. The Gordon DL Derby last night. That's what we were trying to build us. Wraith here. Mm-hmm. We were trying. It was a classic. It was, it wasn't having it. Uh, what was your reaction when you heard that he scored a header at the weekend? Surely you were not for having that. No, I'm not surprised. He's actually not. He's not too bad. Thank you. I said that. Uh, you two are far too kind to each other. I'm going to. I'll have you falling out by eight o'clock. We'll see what we can do. Especially Mark. You'll have heard it on the show. Fraser Wish. I'll need to pull him up about this. He was telling us all it was from twelve yards. So I was expecting. Magnificent thing And it was a decent header But when I saw it back It was never 12 yards I don't know Was it your 16? <laughs> That'll be right <laughs> 8 uh, If you're lucky Kenny You can slag him if you want In fact I, I would actively encourage it How do you feel about The season so far Because you guys have obviously Got that You know Big gap at the top But maybe some of the performances Not not convincing enough For your fellow Hearts fans Bye bro It's, it's been uh, You know what I'm not going to make an well, I'm going to make an excuse for them. I think, I think every team struggled with this uh, sort of COVID lark and all that. But uh, I, th- I think cats have been up and down. But you know, we've we've got to, we keep slagging our league off, as you were saying about the English being quite snobby, Mark earlier. But uh, it's, the Scottish football's good. It's a good quality, and and as Andy's probably found out, going to places like Alloa, these guys are going to they're going to fight for every ball and they're going to try. 
So we should stop. We should give credit to teams instead of putting putting the league doing all the time. You know, but who else is going to win the league? <laughs> no, positivity will never catch on, Kenny. Believe me, um, Andy. You've see, you've done it before yep. in, in the championship. Has it maybe been a bit of an eye opener to some who haven't? Yeah, I mean potentially, but uh, like you said, I've I've played the championship before. Uh, obviously, last time was with Rangers and and, and Hibs were in the league, and, and we still dropped points to Alawa and we lost to. To, um, I think St Mirren were in the league at the time but um, the, the the fact of the matter is Hearts are the scalp in, the, in this league you know they're the biggest team in the league by a, a considerable margin so you know every team's going to up their game against Hearts because these are the type of clubs that these players want to play for and uh, I, you know I mentioned it before I think the standard in the in the championship this year I, I feel as if a lot of clubs are you know they really have an identity they try and play a certain way and and you know more often than not when it's against Hearts they make it difficult mm-hmm. for us and time you know put bodies behind the box and make it difficult for us to win games and score goals but Listen, you, know, you mentioned 12, is it 12 points at the top of the table? You know, it's all fine and well, we keep getting reminded of that, but as players, we just want to win this Saturday, and that's where we get happiness from. And Burnett Wraith on Friday as well, isn't it? So you'll be watching that one with interest. Kenny, pleasure to speak to you. You take care. Uh, that was Kenny and Airdrie. I think that'll do us on the, the phones because we're fast running out of time. Just quickly then, Mark, final kind of thoughts ahead of tomorrow because that game, Pla- Slavia Prague against Rangers, 5 2 6, so it'll be underway by the time we, yeah. we come on here. That's going to be a really tough game you know, As I said Slavia Prague Not a huge name in European football But a very very Competent team uh, There'll be a real test for Rangers And for me the tie Is 50-50 But if Rangers are to go through Going to get into the last eight Between tomorrow night And next Thursday At Ibrox They're going to have to be Right on it Anything below 100% And um, they'll struggle to go through Yeah I've got to echo that Like I said I think they They need to improve on the performance Against Antwerp You know we well, you know, we're talking and, and praising how good they were going forward, but to concede six goals over the two two legs against a, you've got to say, not a great Antwerp side, so I think Rangers have got to improve on that, but we've always felt as if they've, they've risen their standard against better opposition, so I think they'll take any sort of result tomorrow night, uh, but I do fancy them over the two legs. And uh, Ross County here the weekend away. Uh, Scott Allen, how are you looking forward to that one? Nice trip for you. Yeah, I think it's a, a pivotal point of our season. It's a, a game we, we kind of need to go and get three points. Uh, Worst case scenario a draw Because of the situation It could put us in And I think the win Will, will set us up For the split coming Alright One more on this teaser this, this is an anti-climax I must admit I hate when this happens Because you'll never get it So uh, Man City is the club How good would it be Right if this Is a really tough question And it's the toughest answer By a mile If right. Gordon DL Is sitting at home shouting Because in his spell At Man City Reserves He might have come across this guy I'm looking at the era as well, yeah, he was So, but I thought, yeah, right, but he's played in the Premier League at uh, some right. point, so he's he's spanned. What's his initials? P L. I've never heard of this guy in my life, honestly. P-L. Never. P-L. I mean, a hundred and ten times for for Man City, but nah, never. P L. I can't, nah. I can't think. Gordon, who that is. I'm wasting your time. I, I genuinely am wasting your time. It's a guy called Paul Lake. Oh, I've heard of Paul Lake. Oh, have you? Yeah, but, go. I, oh, but I'd never good. got it. So you're never got it. Yeah. That's no. why. Right, uh, Mark Weedy, thank you. Andy Halliday, as always. Scott, great to speak to you. Thanks uh, for joining us tonight. Hopefully, was it painless enough? Painless, yeah. Good, right. That's good to hear. Right, uh, we are back tomorrow night, six o'clock, with Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel. And in the meantime, stay right there. Callum Gallagher is up next. <laughs>